1: prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you it was a busy day in free agency yesterday although the packers were not particularly busy in free agency we did get a zadarius smith contract restructure in order for the packers to get below the cap Uh, We got the details on the Aaron Jones deal that looks far more team friendly than it seemed like originally was reported. There are roster bonuses and various assorted cap mechanisms to make it look bigger than it is. It's a it's a two year deal, really. And it's 20 million for two years. And that seems to be right in line with what we thought Green Bay would be looking to spend It was said on Twitter, and I think it's apt. Why hire Drew Rosenhaus if that's the deal you're going to sign? But look, it's it's a great deal for Green Bay. They got under the number, the cap number, before the new league year opened, which they had to do. And they did it without restructuring Aaron Rodgers. So that's still a lot of money that they can pull out with Aaron Rodgers. They still haven't cut Dean Lowry. There are still some small ways here and there. They could cut Josh Jackson. They could cut Oren Burks if they wanted to. They could restructure or extend Devontae Adams. I actually think the restructure with Z is a portending of a contract extension here coming up. One of the things that did come out yesterday that could be a part of the Packers plan moving forward and and I guess we can take it back two days. The first is adoree Jackson gets cut in Tennessee. Uh, he could be a name that Green Bay likes. He is big enough. He is more than athletic enough, and he is someone that Matt Lafleur would have familiarity with from their time together in Tennessee. And although he was not great in 2020 and was hurt, um, he was very good in 2019. And I think, you know, he was probably good enough and showed enough in 2018 that Matt LaFleur knows him and goes, Yeah, that guy can play. So just something to keep an eye on there. I think a bigger name and something that is potentially more likely to happen. The Bears, according to Brad Biggs, um, with Chicago media, is that Kyle Fuller could be on the outs in Chicago. The money is too much. Um, You don't leak the report that you're going to cut him if you really try and trade him. I mean, unless we're talking about pick swaps. I mean, Rodney Hudson went to the Cardinals on a pick swap, a third for a seventh. The Bears are not trading Kyle Fuller to Green Bay. So if they do go the trade route, the Packers are out. But if Chicago decides they can no longer afford Kyle Fuller, then he could be an intriguing option for Green Bay. He's still young. That is very much in line with how the Packers treated the 2019 free agent spending spree. Everyone was, I believe, 27 or younger. Now, Kyle Fuller is not 27. He's 29. But he is only two seasons removed from the best season of his career, an all-pro season. And it is not a coincidence that Vic Fangio was the coach for that breakout season. He knows this scheme. Brian Gutekunst tried to sign him in fact did sign him to an offer sheet when he'd been tagged by the bears and the bears had to match it or risk losing him and you know there were a lot of chicago you know fans who who saw this as a a schooling of of the packers gm by ryan pace who has turned out uh, not very good at his job ryan pace uh and Fuller has not had as much success over the last two seasons with Chuck Pagano. Different scheme. And they're playing a little bit more man coverage than Vic Fangio did. That was a lot of too high zone, by the way, with Adrian Amos. That would be a reunion. They were both on that 2018 defense. And Khalil Mack is remembered as the the linchpin of that group. But Vic Fangio's scheme played a huge role. And while Green Bay may not have a player who is Khalil Mack in 2018-esque when he was, you know, a defensive player of the year type candidate player, Zadaria Smith is awesome. Is awesome and, and a game changer on the edge. This Packers team has more depth on the outside than that Bears team did. And Darnell Savage has not proven he is Eddie Jackson yet. He has that talent. Adrian Amos is playing better than that version of Amos. And if you bring in Kyle Fuller, then Kyle Fuller gets to be Prince of Mukamara from that defense, not Kyle Fuller from that defense. You know who gets to be Kyle Fuller? Jair Alexander, who's a much better player now than Kyle Fuller has ever been. But if Fuller is your cornerback, too. You're in really good shape. And it could be the kind of thing that Green Bay says, okay, on a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal that's really a two-year deal, you could you could pay up for someone like Fuller and that it would actually make more sense than someone like Richard Sherman, who's several years older and who has not played in this style of defense before. Although he has played in some zone heavy styles, you know, and he's a really smart player. It's not as though he couldn't do it. I could I could see the Packers saying, "Look, this guy knows the defense." And he already has continuity with Adrian Amos, which is a real thing, and he already has knowledge of the division. He plays these teams twice a year every year. He already knows Adam Thielen. And, you know, that would it would be useful against the Lions if they had any receivers that anyone had had seen ever. That, you know, it's it's a little different than it would be in a normal year, but fuller is a really good player or could be it has been a really good player he he would be getting cut for the same reason Adore Jackson was getting cut and that is that they're too expensive for the teams in that moment. They're maybe not worth $10 million a season or on the cap. Well, guess what? Then that means it's probably unlikely they would get that on the open market. Now, you know, William Jackson just got $14 million per year. Trey Wayne's last year got $14 million per and They're wildly different players. William Jackson is much better. So you just never know. It only takes one. But this has been a weird market. And it's been a weird market for corners. It's been a weird market for receivers. We haven't seen any movement on the receiver front. And this is another reason why I think you could see the splash being at cornerback you know and remember Rob Domofsky said the packers are in on these mid-tier corners i think that means someone like Xavier Rhodes which makes a ton of sense and we've been talking about that all offseason but maybe you know maybe it makes sense to to pay up a little bit to get one of these upper tier corners knowing that the receiver market is really kind of a barren wasteland right now because guys want 10 12 14 million apy and teams are going for what for what and I, I think what we're going to end up seeing is a lot of guys, not not everyone, you know, AJ Green signs in Arizona and, and you know, people go nuts. But I think you're going to see a good number of guys that we thought might get long term extensions that that play for one year, you know, that, that say, hey, you know what I can do? I can I can I can sign for four million, six million, eight million. I can take the AJ Green deal And I can go play in Green Bay or Kansas City or one of these places with some more limited cap resources. But where I could just ball out, I could just have an awesome season and then get paid, paid next year. I think that's that's in the mix. That's in the cards. I think that could be something that these receivers start to look at. And that puts Green Bay more on the radar than they might otherwise be simply because the money is not there. The money is just not there to pay these guys. And so, you know, then then if there isn't all of this upward pressure on their price, then that makes it a lot easier for a team with cap constraints to come in and say, hey, guess what? We got you. We can We can give you what other teams are offering you when maybe in a normal year, what other teams are offering is just far more than what Green Bay might be willing and able to do. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Did you know that? I didn't know that until Rock Auto started sponsoring Locked On Packers. And guess what? Rock Rock Auto does not do business that way. They have the same prices for everyone and they're reliably low. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And remember, the prices are always reliably low, right? Locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while, right? Built Bar is this amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber bar with the best taste, the best, the best, the best, the best. best. 100% covered in chocolate and it's the protein bar that truly does taste like a candy bar well they've got a bracket a bracket you can vote in on your favorites I get messages every day from someone that said I just ordered them which means I know you have takes on the best flavors so we want to hear them go to BuiltBar.com or do Built underscore Bar on Twitter and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup, and who will become the best tasting protein bar out there. So I wrote something for Acme Packing Company yesterday, and it was a free agency mock. And, you know, it's not mock draft Monday, but I just thought, look, this is fun. Let's have some fun. Are we allowed to have fun on this show? I think we are. I try and have fun on this show. And so I did a couple of different things. And maybe I'm, I'm putting myself in a bad position for Monday when I got to do this again. <laughs> but maybe something's happened between now and then. But here's my thought process on this. We know Billy Turner is now going to be the right tackle, or at least on this offensive line, for a few years. 2021 2022 at least just based on what's what's going on here and they added void years to his deal which he had to agree to to agree to and it's not something that the packers do often but they're able to spread that signing bonus out and save some money on the cap now they're keeping preston smith they're uh, restructuring Zedaria Smith, he is certainly going to be on this team in 2022. But I would assume they're going to they're going to get an extension done with him and and smooth out his numbers. You know, there there's something like 40 million over the cap for 2022, even with a ballooning cap back up to to closer to you know what we saw in in this last season. They maybe don't need to focus on outside linebacker as heavily or as early they maybe don't need to focus on offensive line as heavily or as early and i think those are important factors when we look at the draft it's also important to look at the running back position i thought they they might prioritize it a little bit more if they couldn't get a deal done with aaron jones now i think they can afford to wait i also wanted to look at we have more data now the guys that the packers have talked to are there things that we can extrapolate? Are there players that we can start to identify, hey, these could be Green Bay's guys? And so with, with my my pick at 29, we got Greg Newsom II. And I know there are injury question marks with him. And, you know, in the last two years combined, I don't even think that that he's played a full season total. But he seems to be healthy now. Athletically, he looks outstanding, and his tape is tremendous. If you are willing to bet on a guy being healthy, In the NFL, this is this is the guy that you want to bet on if you're wondering about that kind of thing because the talent is there, the physicality, the intelligence, the discipline, all of it is there. Experience, cover four, cover three, can play man. It the fit is just outstanding. And Green Bay has met with him, and he said the guy that he looks up to in the NFL is Jair Alexander. And when they asked him, you know, what he's most comfortable playing, he said, you know, cover four was the first thing out of his mouth. Well, who plays the most cover four in the league? The Rams last year when Joe Barry was on staff. And that is the defense that they are bringing to Green Bay this year and moving forward. That is just an intuitive match. Now, if they sign someone, maybe in the first round, they're more apt to take someone like Asante Samuel. You know, maybe Casey Hayward comes in. And now you feel like, okay, maybe it's not a boundary corner. Maybe it's someone like Elijah Molden who can come in and play the slot. I think that's in play. But I I looked at that for my second pick, Richie Grant from UCF. He is someone that I do not think we are talking enough about as a potential Packers player. He's a little bit older than the Packers generally like, 23 already, and will be 24 as a rookie. That is old for a rookie. But he could come in right away and be a huge upgrade at that third safety which is a starting position on this defense. Raven Green is not going to be back. Will Redman is a special teams player. So get someone like Richie Grant who can play deep. He can play in the slot which he proved in Mobile, covering receivers, he can play man, he can play zone, he can play a little bit of everywhere and Joe Barry is going to get one of these kinds of guys. Joe Barry is going to get a DB who can play in the slot, can play deep or can play, you know, sort of a little bit of everywhere. And Richie Grant, to me, is the best of those guys. If, if he's there at 62, you run the card in. I, I think he's going to go top 50. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes you know, top 30. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a first-round pick. But in this mock, which I did on the Draft Network, um, he was available. You don't need to hear me wax poetic about Demetric Felton, but I just love it in the third round. He is the perfect guy for this offense, and that just means it won't happen, um, unfortunately. Uh, in the fourth round, I got Ambry Thomas from Michigan, another guy the Packers have met with. They also met with Felton. They, they have not, at least according to reports yet, met with Richie Grant. That doesn't mean they haven't. It just means it hasn't been reported. Thomas is... A big physical corner can play zone, can play man. A lot of 56.3 passer rating last or in 2019 when targeted, opted out of 2020, and he also has return skills. So in the fourth round, to get a guy from a, a blue blood program who has real starting experience and ball skills, I love a corner. I love a corner who return kicks. I love it because it means the coaches trust him, and it means he has to have good ball skills. So when you have someone like Thomas out there returning punts, you know that the coaches trust him and you know he can make plays on the ball. He proved that in 2019. And then after that, I know I said that that edge is not a priority, but we don't know what Preston Smith's long term future is. And you can never have too many pass rushers. So I got Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame, another guy the Packers have met with in in this mock draft, four of the five guys that I picked the Packers have met with. So I I didn't even mean to do that. It just sort of worked out that that was the range that they were in. It just so happened that that was the range that they were in and it worked out. Um, but I like Hayes in the fourth. Um, he's someone who has never put up big numbers, but I think can affect the quarterback. He can play inside. He can play outside. Um, he's He's got that little Zadarius smith to him where he, he can actually be like a stand-up three tech and rush the passer from there. Uh, He's not going to be a a big time sack guy ever, but as your third or fourth pass rusher, um, I really like what what he potentially brings. There's a lot uh, a lot to like about the shape of this draft. And I know I talk about that a lot, but the shape of this draft when it comes to uh, what the Packers need just just from a depth standpoint. And so, you know, I I think who they who they do sign eventually, and I do think they will sign some people. We're going to talk about how they can do that in a little bit, but that is going to impact um, the priorities. But it's not going to stop them from drafting anybody like we have to. We have to be clear about that. Brian Gutekind loves to double and triple down. So just because they sign a Kyle Fuller or a Xavier Rhodes or a Richard Sherman or an Dory Jackson doesn't mean that they're not going to use premium draft capital on someone at that position. And frankly, they would be absolutely smart to do that just because you could never have too many guys who can cover. Shannon Sullivan only got the right of first refusal tender as a restricted free agent, which basically means if someone wants to sign him, Green Bay can say, now nah, we're good and take him. So I don't think that they they believe he's the long-term answer and clearly they don't trust Josh Jackson. So... This this secondary group is going to need a lot of help. Now, if, if everyone is going to play slot, maybe they don't need to draft or sign a dedicated slot, but it would be nice to get some of these guys in the draft who can do a little bit of both. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action that you are looking for. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Mark Madness is here, people. Have some fun and put some money down. BetOnline has you covered for everything you need. If you have a prop idea, it's probably already on the site. And speaking of the site, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Go to the website. You add money when you sign up, which you sign up for free. It is free to sign up. You put money down, they will match that deposit up to 50% when you use the promo code locked on because Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts.
0: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
1: So last week, or was it earlier this week? I lose track of time in the offseason. I predicted that, or I I theorized, I suppose, that the reason the Packers had not touched Aaron Rodgers' contract was because they were waiting. They were waiting to use it. And part of that theory hinged on Rodgers telling the Packers that that is what they are to do. Hey, you want to restructure I want to restructure, but you are not going to use that to get under the salary cap. You are going to use that money to go sign a free agent. And the only way you can assure that that would be the case is to say, yes, we can restructure, but not until the new league year, not until you get under the cap. And that guarantees that the team has to spend that capital that they create I mean, we could be talking 13, 14 million dollars in savings, depending on how they want to structure all of this. That's a lot of money. Now, they need to they need to save about 10 for draft picks and and in-house in-season signings. So that doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room there. But you can always cut Dean Lowry, save a couple more million. And and that all helps. Every little bit helps. I think they're, they're saving those two cards. Well, here we are. Here we are, and they did everything possible to make all those moves without touching Aaron Rodgers. There is no panic. Do not panic because they haven't done it. Do not be the person who's like, well, doesn't this just say everything about how they feel about Aaron Rodgers? No. They they basically have to do it now because they don't have a way, not, a, not an intuitive way, not an easy way, to save the money that they need to save to get to signing their picks signing anybody in free agency and have some money left over in the regular season. I mean, Rogers is it unless there's going to be some wild surprise cut that we don't see coming And there's really not even a name there because They've already restructured all the big, the big contract hit guys, except Devontae Adams. And guess what? They're not gonna, they're not gonna cut Devontae Adams. If anything, they're gonna restructure Devontae Adams and and probably more likely, they're going to extend to Devontae Adams and they're gonna they're gonna try and create some cap space that way. They can still do stuff. They're holding this card with Rogers and Lowry and Adams. These are the these are the moves left. And they've, they've made moves, all kinds of moves that that I think there were some that predicted, oh, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do this. They're not going to want to do that. They have aggressively sought to save money to get under the cap now so that they can make signings. And they are going to use the Aaron Rodgers money to make those signings. It's going to happen because it has to happen. There just aren't enough other avenues To do it. And I want to put a bow on it with this point. The Packers could have just cut Preston Smith. And they could have cut Dean Lowry. And they could have cut some of these other guys. And they could have just said, we're moving on. It's fine. And we don't don't need you here. And they didn't. They pushed money out into the future. They did what a lot of Packer fans have been asking that they do. And that is... Worry less about the the salary cap ramifications of the future and deal with the right now. And so that is what they did. They tried to move as much money as they could to get under the cap, saving Aaron Rodgers' big Trump card nut that they can play. And now they can be movers and shakers in free agency to some degree precisely because they've done that. Well, that tax bill comes due in 2022. They're going to have to do this. same. I mean, Zach Cruz said it on Twitter. They're going to have to do this same salary cap dance next year. And it's going to be in some ways worse because they're already projected to be well over what the projected cap is going to be even worse than they were this year. They're trying to win now. So any criticism of the they're not trying to win now people, don't listen to it. Do not listen to it. All right. We're going to be back next week not tomorrow normally we'd have a Friday show we are not Uh, I'm going to do that right now. Um, As I said, I'm on vacation sort of. And uh, unless the Packers sign someone, we will do an emergency podcast in that, in that event. But unless they do, uh, we will not be back here. Friday. We'll be back here on Monday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920 341 one three seven seven five to stay locked on packers.